<laughs> did you did you record? No, not yet. Yo, right, what's, happening? what's up? Welcome to Target the Podcast, man. How are you guys doing? We're back. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. We're back after yeah. weeks. Uh, someone, someone was uh, someone was out in Vegas watching the games last weekend. Oh yeah, how was that? You know it was good, man. I haven't been to too many of the, like the sports books or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. it was a good time. It was a good time. Had some good food. Yeah, out that's there. good to hear. That's good. To that's real good. That's real good. How's um how's your bracket doing? <laughs> Actually, this is the first year in a while that I haven't done one. Wow! Yeah. So you're out in Vegas, but you didn't have no a bracket, bracket going. Naked. Naked. Wow. No. I have actually I haven't done a bracket in a while. I didn't do one last year and didn't want to do one this year. And my boy Nicholas is gone. <laughs> so this is awkward. Yeah, so I was gonna say to everyone that was watching, um, normally I do brackets. Um I didn't do one last year. Um but I did. Uh, I didn't do one this year. I did do one last year, and um, I am super happy that I didn't do a bracket this year. Because for those who keep who find out, um, there he is. <laughs> Someone forgot to pay the internet bill. Bruh, like I got the Google <laughs> the Google Wi Fi joint, and I set my joint to be. Um... The primary device is like just lock me out. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling our folks when you uh, left us that I didn't do a bracket this year, and I normally do one every year. Um, I didn't do one this year. I didn't do one last year. I didn't do one this year because if you've been keeping up with it, like there, this is just crazy, upset man. galore. Like. Mm-hmm. Like and you think last year or like or the year before last year was gonna be lots of upsets? No, this year. Like you had yet another number one go out in the first round in Purdue. Um I think I actually saw a couple of the games. Uh I, I, I actually haven't watched a lot of the games. I saw one yesterday. I saw Alabama lose. They were the number one overall seed. Yeah. And they lost. Right? Um a bunch of two seeds lost. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the final four is going to be some weird number, some weird seating. It's going to be like a five and a two and a, well, a three and a, a nine and, <laughs> and whatever. I think last year was like, one's in the number eight seed. Like, um, but yeah, it was, it's, yeah, I it's, think it's, it was it's, something it's like that. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. Like last year was a bunch of blue bloods. Actually last year. The final four was all blue bloods. It was Villanova, UConn, no, not UConn. Villanova, uh, UNC, uh, Duke, and Kansas. So, yeah. What up? Got ourselves. I don't know who SK Ibn seventy three is, but thank you for, hey, for joining. You. What's up, man? Cool. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and get into it. Uh, I want to get into a little bit of news this week. Uh, and then we'll kind of get into like our, our meat of what we're, what we're here to talk about. Um, so let's talk about um, some news. So I don't know if you heard about this. It's actually 
I saw this, I think, was it today? It had to have been today that I saw it. And I was just shocked. Jonathan Majors got arrested. Did you hear that? Yeah. Yeah. He got arrested for domestic violence. Um, he claims he's innocent, right? And that he'll get his name like a, um, like a, well, get his name cleared, right? Uh, part, part of me wants this to all... Because I want him to be succeed. I want him to be. Uh, no, I am not from Sudan. Someone asked me if I was from Sudan. I am not. I saw it. <laughs> My family is from Nigeria, by the way. Uh, so, yeah. Oh shit, we got some Twitch followers. Okay. What's up, guys? Um. So yeah. No. Um. What was I gonna say? Uh. Yeah, so Jonathan Major, he got arrested. Uh, or assault, right? Uh, assault, right? A uh, woman filed charges against him. He wants to clear his name. And hopefully, um, hopefully it's all wrong. <laughs> you saw the comment? <laughs> yeah, so you have a, a made by immigrant on your shirt. I do. Uh, that's because my family is from Nigeria. Right, so I am Nigerian. Right, uh, I am Mar- American, made by immigrants. Right, and American in general is made by immigrants, which you know, that's a discussion we can have another day. <laughs> but no, thank you for oh, your you questions. Keep well, them, keep them coming. You might as well give everybody a shout out for um for Ramadan season too, man. I don't know. The, yeah, absolutely. Wanna, Let's go ahead and do that. Up, I don't want to mess up the phrase. I know I mess it up. Oh, it's called the Ramadan Kareem. <laughs> oh my god! Well, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that happened. I'm I'm, I'm so happy. I'm so happy you were made by your mom and dad, and not and not in a, and not in a petri dish, apparently, right? <laughs> that's the <laughs> You were genetically cloned or, or something. You're made by your mom and dad. That's great. <laughs> that's so funny. We're gonna be live tonight. It's gonna be a live episode tonight. I can tell. <laughs> no, that was great. <laughs> so no. Um, Getting back, getting back to uh, what we're discussing about. So yeah, Jonathan Major um, got arrested. Part of me really wants to be like want this all to be false and like him clear his name because I just want him to be successful. But at the same time, kind of been in the situation before. You have to be mindful of the victims themselves, right? So obviously, this is still spanking new, fresh. You don't have any. I'm not gonna give you any uh, hot topics. Like, uh, uh, to say, oh, no, this, this chick is lying or whatever, right? Um, part of you wants to, to be honest with you, but we don't know. We honestly don't know. And we have to, try, we have to respect the victim. I just think it's um, funny. I mean, this joint spread like wildfire, though. Like, I'm on my phone today. Every news outlet. Jonathan Majors, Future Avengers 5 King star. Jonathan Majors, arrested, arrested, arrested. I'm just like, my God. Yeah. Well, he's a huge star. He's a huge star. Right, um, and man just blew up. I mean, the timing is interesting, right? That the man blows up. Now there's a charge. 
<sighs> but timing is always interesting, that. right? The t- timing is always interesting. So uh, this happened with um, what's the guy's name that uh, played House of Cards? Um, Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, right? Um, his situation. He was already where... big time, though. He was already big time. He was. Yeah, but he was. He was. Well, Jonathan Majors having his moment now, definitely. Um, but he was doing House of Cards. He was just in a movie that was a. Uh, uh, I forgot the name of the movie that uh, that he was in that I really enjoyed. Uh, it's called like Speed or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's it's um it's just unfortunate to see. It's it's really really unfortunate to see, and you know, hopefully, I hope it works out. Um, but you never know, you never know. Uh, all right, just kind of reading some other stuff. Don't know who you're talking about. I don't know um, about. Uh, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, family. I don't know who you're talking about. I don't. Uh, I don't gonna lie. I'm not from an immigrant. I'm not from immigrant family. He's not from the I'm states. Man. We got some. We we got an international audience out here, man. So yeah, that that's cool. Me, that's cool. That was me that's from cool. the targeted from the targeted account, man. We appreciate you watching, and uh, hopefully you come back for more. We, yeah. No, actually, hey, my internet's being all weird right now, but it's fine. Um, no, thank you for joining. Thank you for watching. You know, no harm, no foul. <laughs> Stay a little while longer. We're talking more stuff. Uh, so I yeah. mean, I feel like we should um, ask him. Like, uh, you know, Das Dasi, or I'm probably gonna mess up your name, right? Are you Are you from the Sudan? Like, where are you yeah. from, man? Let us know. Yeah, where are you from? Where are all of us is watching? If you have access to our our chat. You should have it access on Facebook. We're not on Instagram, but on YouTube or streaming live on Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, Twitter. Let us know where you're from. You know, uh, I'm originally from Louisiana. My family migrated to Louisiana, um, but moved up to the, the Virginia area. So Cali, all right. Cali, nice. What's up? We got we out there in Cali. Um, cool. We got to do more sh- uh, Twitch uh, shows. Um, I'm telling totally you, random. You need to come and see me on some of these games, man, so we could do a stream. <laughs> he said, "Just kidding." <laughs> yeah, I know. Of course, he said. He said he's not from America. He's like Cali. <laughs> he's from Poland, man. That's uh, well, Godspeed over there. Uh, Vladimir Putin isn't fucking around. <laughs> so, <laughs> so. Seriously, no Godspeed over there. But it's like Poland isn't fucking around either, right? Uh, reading a little bit about like kind of what they're how they're preparing. They're not fucking around either. So hopefully everyone nobody's stays safe. Not in, uh, huh? Said so nobody's messing around. Uh, yeah, no one's messing around. Uh, Nicholas, what you drinking? We got another person asking what you drinking. I got a little wine going, man. It's a white blend. Nothing too crazy. Nice. I got myself some water. <laughs> that's what i'm drinking today some water <laughs> that's good too man i made sure i got my water right. in earlier but um yeah yeah uh, no we were talking other about black majors right but the yeah, other thing yeah, that, I, that i saw was uh the headlines about chloe bailey right that's what yeah. i was going to talk about next 
Yes. So there's a there's a new series out. I think it's called like Scram. No, Swarm. Swarm. It's called Swarm. Swarm. And I think she had like a sex scene in there. And, definitely had you know, a sex there's, scene. There's a big there's a big deal being. Look, I'm not look. Listen, I'm married. I'm not dead. Right. She is extremely attractive. She's a However, very beautiful woman. Right? Sister. I think that we're making like a. I mean, she's grown, y'all. Like she's. She had a sex scene in the movie. In, a, in the movie, like let's get over it. Like honestly, like when that yeah. when that was making headlines, I was like, "Come on, man, let's be grown. Yeah. Let's be grown." It's, yeah. So um, yeah, I actually saw the sex scene uh, earlier today. Not complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not complaining of what I saw. But I mean, you also didn't see like stuff. It wasn't Game of Thrones graphic. I mean, it was close to Game of Thrones. Um, so, so was it? Let me ask you this. Yeah. Was it Monsters Ball or less than? Ooh, that's a good question. Because that's also what one of the things that came up. I would say. So there was no actual nudity here. Um, and I don't remember if Nauseous Ball actually had nudity in that uh, scene. Yes, scene. he did. That was like the did? whole. That was the whole thing. Yes. Okay, so um, there wasn't a lot of nudity. Like I didn't see like her top or any cracks or anything or or stuff like that. But it's still a very suggestive position, and you can see a lot, right? Um, and it was it was a scene. <laughs> it was a scene. I'm like you though. She's a grown ass woman. Um, she can do those scenes. Uh, one of, the, yeah, one of the one of the topics though, one of the topics though, one of the things that was that was said was that uh, like, and you, you brought up Monsters Ball, right? So they brought they started comparing her to to Halle Berry, right? Um, and how Halle Berry has kind of benefited from being light skinned, right? Um, which is true. We're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit more about that in our next topic, which is Chris Walk, right? Uh, but uh, she benefited from being like light skinned, and how she essentially went through Monsters Ball to get the Oscar, essentially, right? So her getting like you know, almost very similar positions, by the way, with her and then Chloe Bailey in her scene. Just saying. <laughs> um, I don't think so. But yeah, but, but for me, like, no, I'm talking about the actual scenes. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. I mean, if from what you're saying, I mean, it's it's not even the same, right? Like this one yeah. was like a little lighter, not not as. I mean, Halle Berry's joint was like, I mean, that was like soft core. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, I was, it's. I would argue this is closer to soft core too, but you don't see, you don't like everything is blocked out in such in such a, I think I think an intelligent way. Like you, okay. like I think part of what made it like really raunchy is that the, is the is the sound effects. Like you hear her yelling, you hear the guy, what what a couple does during sex, right? You know, talking back yeah, and forth, yeah. right? So you hear a lot, of, you heard a lot of that, right? Um, so again, I thought the scene was fine, but <laughs> but others were offended, and we're in, we're we're in a a state of our country where people tend to just be offended, right, over certain yeah. things, right? Um, 
selective outrage, kind of. Which is well, so I think cool. I think her fan base is trying to protect her too, right? Because she has the song with Chris Brown. Yep, right? that's true. Um, which which I thought was all right actually, and then she has this movie scene. Um, and it's a show, not a movie, but it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Same I understand the comparisons to Halle Berry, but um, I don't think I just think Halle Berry's scene was just like it was so graphic, like so it was to me it was kind of gratuitous. I mean, it was like what was the point really? of yeah. all that? And then it was like oh. You win the Oscar this year. I was like, <laughs> you know, what I'm I think it was the like, same year that Denzel won his Oscar too, right? Um, I believe so. Which for yes. for Training Day, uh, for a role that's essentially kind of beneath him a little bit, right? Because he's played in a lot of amazing movies, right? Well, I wouldn't um, say the role was beneath him. Now, I mean, uh, he killed that role. He, he did killed kill the role. Yes. So, but I he's killed a lot of other role. roles. He's done. He's he's been in better roles. Is what I was saying, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's been in worse ones too. I mean, you know, like it's not like the Equalizer is like some crazy. <laughs> role, right? Well, my point being, right, is that he's been in great roles, but it wasn't like it seems like the Oscars when it comes to like, um, and I need to do my more more research on this too. So this is me kind of just speaking off the cuff. Um, it seems like when it comes for Black people in the Oscars, right, they have to do something like totally outrageous, like. Halle Berry essentially getting raped, or um, uh, Denzel Washington playing a crooked cop, right? Um, uh, well, hold on. So let's back up. So Halle Berry, that was that was not a rape scene, okay? Okay. And this it's is been a long things. time. This is one of the things. Well, so that particular scene in that movie kind of sticks out in my mind. One because when I went to go see it, I was thinking, you know, monsters. I think it was some monsters in the joint. Like I had no idea. I was just like, <laughs> New Halle Berry joined, you know, Monsters Ball. Let's see, you know, I had no idea, right? Yeah. And then in the scene, she she's pretty much just begging this some guy named Billy. You know, the actor's name is Billy Bob Thornton. So the fact that she's yeah. like begging some dude named Billy Bob, it's not really lost on me to to get yeah. it to her. You know what I'm saying? And then it's like, oh, yeah. And he had the Oscar goes too. You know what I mean? I was just like, no, nah, nah. the fix is that. Are <laughs> <laughs> you sold yeah. out? You know what I'm saying? oh man that is so true okay yeah so no i mean i think she and chloe she's i don't know a lot of her music i mean i've seen her a few times she seems like she definitely embraces her sexuality a lot um in her music huh yes yeah yeah she does and again i'm not complaining about it do you (laughs) No one's complaining on this show. (laughs) No, but she does. She she does uh, kind of express her sexuality, and you know she's a grown woman, right? And let her do what the fuck she wants to do. I think what it is is that maybe people they think she's innocent or whatever. I don't know if she was ever on some Disney show or anything. Like you know when kind of these Disney characters like step out and like start doing these other things, and it's like. Oh my God, I didn't know you were like that. And I'm like, well, yeah, so, so I'm not sure. So a little background on that, right? She's she's on a show that uh me and the wife watch. It's called Grownish. So oh, so you okay. remember the show, you remember the show Blackish, right? Yes, Blackish. Grownish is a spinoff of Blackish where the daughter goes to school uh at like Cal State or Cal U or something like that. And uh Chloe is like one of her friends, she's on the track team or whatever, right? So I think, you know people see her as like an innocent kid from the show. Mm. And now um, 
her stint on the show is pretty much over. And she's carving out her own lane in the music industry. She's got some hits. I'm not really, you know, big on her music or whatever, but I, I you know, because of, cause of the wife, I hear, you know, a song or two here and there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then you have this. So, you know, people, I think people just kind of want to, I think her fan base is, is protective of her. Yeah. Sort of like the Beehive is, but maybe not quite to that extent. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And she, you know, people think she's innocent, but I think she's just like expressing herself. Like you said, man, she, well, she's grown. That, that's true. That's true. I mean, at the same time, I guess people they, they don't want her to be. There's there is a fine line between like a sex symbol, and then being Kim Kardashian, right? Um, yeah. And I think people don't want her to cross in that 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 lane, um, of. Like, um, like Izzy, Izzy Azalea a couple years ago was like, I'll never do OnlyFans. And then she just started OnlyFans like this year, right? Well, so these people just don't want that for her. But yeah, yeah you never know what this shit. So well, I think this is an example of people, you know, black women tend to get like over-sexualized too. Yep, and that's so, true. Because she's, she's expressing her sexuality, which is, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. But, mm-hmm. you know... It, or being black, I, to me, I, I think it just takes it to another level for her. So, you know, hopefully... Yeah, that is true. That know, is true. That's very, wonder very true. feel empowered, but uh, hopefully she doesn't be, fall victim to having... To feeling like she has to go down that's, that lane. That's, that's a good point. That's a very good point. It should be something that she controls and that yeah. no one else controls. Right? Exactly. Um, yeah. No, I definitely agree. Definitely agree. Good stuff. All right. So let's talk about... Uh, what was in the news a couple of weeks ago or the last couple of weeks? Banks. Um, so as you knew, as you know, um, a couple of banks failed. <laughs> um, and um, uh, there's a couple, there's one more, like, I'm going to play some videos for you, but there's one more video that uh, uh, I wanted to play, but I'm not going to play. It's also fairly long, so kind of keep it short. But this isn't a. I want to be very clear off the jump. This is not a left versus right thing at all. Um, okay. This is. It really isn't. Um, when you start looking deeply, deep enough into this, this is just a lot of fucking corruption, like just in so many different areas. So we'll start off with one video. We'll talk a little bit about it. Then I'm going to play another video. Talk a little bit about it, and then we'll go from there. So let's start with this one. Doing a bad job. We should give ourselves more money. What? That's basically what Silicon Valley Bank did days before they were shut down. Managing directors got $140,000 each in bonuses. But people withdrawing money caused the collapse. It was a bank run. People wanted to withdraw their money because they heard about the $1.8 billion loss on Wednesday. By the end of 2022, Silicon Valley Bank had 15 to $16 billion in unrealized losses. But maybe without the bank run, they would have sorted this out on their own. Well, the CEO of SVB, Greg Becker, sold $3.6 million of his shares. I don't think he would have done that if he thought things would go well in the near future. So why didn't any laws prevent this? SVB paid for those laws to go away. What? Well, after the financial crisis in 2008, they passed regulations that made it so banks stress test at $50 billion in deposits, basically making sure they're not taking risky measures and they have enough money for people to withdraw. They can withstand periods of high interest rates, things like that. Okay. Silicon Valley Bank and other banks in 2018 repealed that. They pushed the stress test limit to $250 billion in deposits. So 
They never had to stress test. This all could have been prevented. So they basically paid lawmakers so that they could make more money at the risk of the public. Yeah. It kind of sounds like the rail industry lobbying for less regulations and then the Norfolk Southern train derailing in East Palestine, Ohio, spewing dangerous chemicals everywhere. Corruption sounds like corruption. Hmm. <laughs> right. So she goes, I like this woman. Uh, she goes deeply into this, right? Um, about, uh, that's a pretty much a rundown of kind of what happened. So uh, Silicon Valley Bank, right? Uh, a bank in Silicon Valley, right? In California, right? Uh, they, um, so what they did is, as you know, like tech industry is down, right? A lot of people are losing jobs. Tech industry is cutting off of jobs. We're kind of hovering towards a recession. Some people say we're a recession. Some people say we're not um, a recession, blah, 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 whatever. Um, one of the things that uh, that has happened was, uh, so since like Silicon Valley, they did a lot of startups, right? They're a bank for a lot of startups, right? And a lot of people use that bank to help pay for payrolls, right? Mm -hmm. So with the tech industry kind of going down the hill, right? Um, and that kind of spooked a lot of people, right? A lot of people went to Silicon Valley Bank and started like, out of out of fear, withdrawing their money, right? Um, and they essentially didn't have enough money in the bank, right, to um, uh, commit to all those deposits. What they tried doing, right, was they tried selling uh, the government bonds, right, which they kind of used their deposits to, to make a little money on the side to do so. The problem though with that is that with the government raising interest rates so much, right, those bond values went down, right? So when interest rates goes up, those bond values tend to go down, right? Um, so when they sold those bonds, they sold them at a loss to try to cover the amount of deposits. They couldn't do it. Um, then that bank failed. I think another bank in like New York failed as well, right? Um, and that's essentially kind of the story with that, right? So it's a mixture of uh, fear, right? People pulling their money out of the banks, them not having enough liquidity, right? Um, and them trying to sell the treasury bonds at a loss to make up for that liquidity. And since interest rates are going higher, they didn't have, they didn't make enough money, right? And that's essentially what happened. So uh, there's one more video that I want to show you. And this kind of shows you kind of a little bit like the fucked up, of kind of our society with this. Um, let me see if I have it. Uh, I'm going to be pissed if I didn't. Uh, but yeah, I'll, we'll do this one first. Breaking news. In February, many politicians sold bank stocks. Congress member Clifford Franklin sold $100,000 worth of stock ticker JPM. Congress member John Sullivan sold $15,000 worth of stock ticker SCHW. Congress member John Curtis sold $15,000 worth of stock ticker JPM. Congress member David Trone sold $700,000 worth of stock tickers MS, WFC, C, and GS. Lastly, Congress member Shelley Capito sold $15,000 worth of stock ticker WFC. These transactions were made right before the banking crisis. Track unusual stock trades made by politicians at a new Whales.com. Crazy, huh? Um, yeah, there's one more video that I'm missing. But yeah, while I find that, what are your thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. I feel like there's been a distrust of banks for a while. And yeah. I guess what people don't, some people may not realize, like if you're just putting all your money in the banks, 
um, you know, the banks are, are doing things with your money while they're of in course. there, right? And, and this yeah. is why they're, they're only insured up to a certain amount. So, yeah. so what's happened with Silicon Valley Bank, you know, I'm kind of hoping that it forces a review of how banks handle our money. Because, you know, you, when you, you when you think of a bank, most people, a lot of people, I won't say most people, a lot of people just think that, hey, like, <clears throat> I put my money in here, it's safe, nothing will happen to it. You know what I mean? And little do they know that that's not necessarily the case as it is with this bank right here. And then, I mean, the the, the game runs deeper than we than we realize, right? Because when you, when you see like the videos of the, these people like selling their stocks and doing all this stuff like right before the banking crisis, I mean, yeah, that looks super questionable. You know what uh -huh. I mean? I mean, do we... I mean, it calls into question, like, should should banks be a publicly traded stock? Like, should you, you know what I mean? Because that means that they yeah. they can be influenced, um, you know what I mean, by, by the right people, right? So, it, you know, mm -hmm. it calls into question some of the things, some of, the, some of uh, how we handle things here in the States as far as our financial institutions are concerned. But it's one of those things like we it's definitely worth keeping an eye on, man. It's it was the, that's a it was a crazy situation what they were doing. And I think Silicon Valley Bank, like you were saying, like they were responsible responsible for backing a lot of startups. Like yeah. a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of people uh blame I mean, there was there is no this is why I said it's not a left right issue, and it's not a one thing that you blame on. Um it's a couple of a few bad players um, that is responsible for this, right? Um, as I said, they they are they do a lot of um, what you want call it uh, startups. I think they did a lot of Bitcoin, and people were kind of complaining, like, "Oh, well, they're a Bitcoin bank, and Bitcoin's like shit." So that's the reason why they fell, and um, that's not entirely true, right? Um, it's more nuanced. It's more complicated than that. Um, you hit up a couple things right here, and um, okay, so you hit up a couple things uh, that I think makes sense um, with how we how we should regulate banks, right? And what's funny about that is that we've actually had a system for regulating banks. It's called a uh, Dodd Frank, right? Mm -hmm. Break it down. Um, Break it down. I like this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I have a, I have a video. I, I was supposed to have it downloaded, but for whatever reason, I think I missed it. But so, and actually, Dodd Frank, this this bill that was passed, so this was passed in after the, the financial crisis in two thousand eight, right? So this financial crisis two thousand eight, Obama became president. Like a couple, like maybe twenty ten, like a couple years in this uh, uh this presidency, they passed this bill called Dodd Frank, and essentially. What it did is that it required banks to have a certain a level of liquidity, right, um, involved. So uh, if people wanted to do a bank run, as what that lady was saying, where people just wanted to take money out of their banks, they would have the liquidity to do so. So what happened with with the financial crisis then was that banks was leveraging out these bad loans, these toxic loans, right, that people weren't going to pay back, right? Um, 
and they didn't have enough liquidity in their banks to, uh, if people were to do a bank run or to get their money out, right? Because they're of bad loans. Uh, this case is just because of the economic like uh, downturn. We're in, like in a very weird space and economically right now. Um, whether are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? Blah blah blah. blah right. Um, and uh, it wasn't the case. Um, um, note from Dami. He's like, "Dari supposed to prevent this." One con- uh, one Congress people helped pass got greedy. Yeah, um, yeah. So Dodd Frank was actually repealed by uh, Donald Trump. Uh, a couple years later, right? Now, remember, I'm saying it's not a left and right thing. Now, Donald Trump, he bragged about this shit, too. Oh, that's a video I forgot to, like, download. Uh, he bragged about uh, getting rid of Dodd-Frank. Oh, God, I wish I, I wish I had the foresight. I would have downloaded that video and, and played him saying, we're going to get rid of Dodd-Frank. Da, 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 da. <laughs> it's a bad deal. Blah, blah, blah. And, of course, the guy looks, as with everything, um... Not a great look, but, but, and I'm actually sharing up this video now. Democrats also voted to get this law repealed as well. Not, they didn't repeal the law, but they weakened it. Right. And as the lady said, uh, Mm. NV was one of those banks that lobbied again, that lobbied to, uh, back down the law. Um, so, and it's shocking that, they lobbied to do this and they kind of fell victim to what the law was exactly supposed to prevent. Right. So, um, so the, the bill that was weakened is called Dodd Frank bill. And one of the guys names co-sponsored was, uh, Bernie Frank and Chris Dodd. Right. So I'm actually going to play you a video kind of explaining some things, right. With, uh, Bernie Frank and pretty much how this bill got repealed. The Trump administration, a number of Democrats joined Republicans in weakening the Dodd-Frank law. Executives from the now-collapsed Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank were among those who successfully lobbied to weaken the regulations for mid-sized banks. Those executives included former Congressmember Barney Frank, who joined the board of Signature Bank after leaving Congress, where he co-authored the Dodd-Frank bill. He lobbied to weaken his own bill. Over the past seven years, Frank received at least $2.4 million in cash and stock from Signature Bank before the bank collapsed. Uh, You've got the author of the Dodd-Frank bill, who then gets on the board of a bank, a bank that was this weekend uh, shuttered. Uh, So it shows, in my view, it shows the revolving door here between the policymakers and the banks that are trying to weaken policy. If you put it into a movie about corruption, uh, your your, uh, screenwriter would say, you can't put that in. It's too on the nose. It's too ridiculous for the author of the bill uh, to be on the board of a bank that was just shuttered. Yeah. So Barney Frank... One of the co-authors of the Dodd-Frank bill that was supposed to prevent all this shit from happening, right? When he left Congress, lobbied to weaken his own bill and joined one of the banks. It's called Signature Bank. That's another bank in New York that failed this weekend. Like, what the <laughs> What the fuck? It's kind of tough to wrap your head around, right? I know, right? This is, this is, the, this is, this is, these are the nuanced conversations that we don't have. Um, 
these are the nuanced conversations that we don't have in our um, in our society, right? Uh, people would want to convince you that it's left and right, right? Uh, and some sometimes, a lot of times, it is right, but it's usually it's corruption and it's politicians versus everyone else, right? It's people who are in the know, people who make these policies, right? Trump is just like the figurehead, honestly, right? Of course, I hate Trump. Fuck him. He's a he's a douche, but he's a he's a figurehead for the most part. We're gonna be talking heavily about Trump next week when he finally gets arrested, but uh, but. This isn't just Trump, right? This isn't just Republicans. It's Democrats too, right? And they need to take accountability as well. Um, and that's kind of the frustrating part. Uh, one last video, and then we'll need, we need to move on. So... Breaking news. In February, many politicians sold bank stocks. Congressmember Clifford Franklin sold $100,000 worth of stock ticker JPM. Congressmember John Sullivan sold $15,000 worth of stock ticker SCHW. Congressmember John Curtis sold $15,000 worth of stock ticker JPM. Congressmember David Trone sold $700,000 worth of stock tickers MS, WFC, C, and GS. Lastly, Congressmember Shelley Capito sold $15,000 worth of stock ticker WFC. These transactions were made right before the banking crisis. Track unusual stock trades made by politicians at a Usualwales.com. Cool. Nice. Do you need to repeat something? Yeah. Yeah, it was a repeat video right there. <laughs> oh, shit. My bad. <laughs> no, it's all good, man. It's all good. Okay. But it's, uh, you know, this, so, so for those who don't know, too, like the Dodd-Frank Act was, uh, that was signed into law under the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Right. So I always always felt that I mean, this may be true, may not be true, but just from kind of following things a little bit in my own way, when Trump was president, it just seemed like he was just trying to repeal everything that Obama put into the law. Right. So it was just like, oh, yeah. One of the, one Republicans of the things <clears throat> that he put in the law. But yes, yeah, I mean, it's wild. And it's definitely something. And I mean, and I feel like this is this is this is one of the reasons why I enjoy doing the podcast, too. Right. You know, I mean, we're not experts on these laws, but the point is that we shine a little bit of light on it. We shine, we shine some light on, on what's happening. And hopefully, you know, for the people who are out there um, watching, you know, we appreciate it. But hopefully, man, it makes you go out there and, you know, look at these laws and maybe rethink, you know, what you're doing with your money. Maybe, you know, maybe yeah. this will make you start um, watching things a little more closely. Yeah. Maybe change your bank or maybe invest, uh, you know, figure out how you want to invest your, your funds and, and help them grow. So, yeah. um, no, I just wanted to put that out there too. Yeah. They say the devil is in the details, but that's where we do have to do battle. Right. Exactly. You know, nobody, the, the average person doesn't know the nuances of like the, the Dodd-Frank bill. Right. We got day jobs. You have kids, right. You don't have time to deal with what these fucking politicians are doing. Yeah, three kids, right? <laughs> um, you got a day job, right? We got shit to do, right? We don't have the detail, we don't have the bandwidth to look into this as well. But at the same time, we kind of have to because these guys are fucking with your money, right? Exactly. <laughs> They're fucking exactly. with your money, right? You said this earlier too, right? You put your money in a bank, right? It just doesn't, it just doesn't sit there. They use that money as a loan so they can make money, right? As well, right? And that's how all banks operate. I thankfully use a credit union, <laughs> so um, so I'm a little bit less worried. 
but you know, you never know with this stuff, right? I don't know the inner workings of like my credit union that I use. So, I yeah. mean, that's another thing. Mm-hmm. I was just about to Google it, right? What's the, what's the difference between a credit union versus versus a regular bank, right? Yeah, <coughs> absolutely. Yeah, we can uh, talk about that. Maybe we have like a money episode. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Well, you know um, what? Here, here's the thing, though. Here's it. Yeah. Quick Google search. The first thing that comes up is banks are typically for-profit institutions, while credit unions are not for-profit and distribute their profits among members. There you go. Yeah. Right. So, you know, for for those folks who don't realize that you know Bank of America, Wells, and the other these other big name banks, yes, they are out here investing your money trying to make a profit and you know a lot of you know one of the reasons why a lot of people do turn to credit unions um is because they are not for profit as i think the bank should be right yeah so something to consider yeah yeah credit union you're a member you're a member right there i think that's the operative word there all right cool uh, we hit up a lot on that, so let's actually move on to uh, like the other our other big topic uh, to our our big a bigger topic. Chris Rock. So we're gonna hit this up. We we're gonna hit this up last week, but we couldn't um, didn't have the chance to. So let's talk about it this week. Chris Rock had a special, uh, and it was I thought it was funny. I thought it was it was, it was a good special. Um, as with most things now in our society, right, there is uh, there is some controversy, right, with it. And let's, during his special, he talked about why he didn't hit back, right, um, at uh, Will Smith. I mean, you should watch the special. I'm not going to spoil it for you. Um, but he talked about why he didn't hit back. And I wanted to play that part. Ultimately said that he didn't hit him back because he has parents who raised him not to fight, quote, in front of white people. And this was part of the conversation surrounding that, guys. And critics pointing out, look, if if fighting in front of this audience is off limits, then joking at the expense of black women, mm. calling a black woman out of her name should also be. So preach. Yeah, that part. I mean, that was just that was just. It was. It but was. That, yeah. But the, what, what do we expect for Chris Rock? He's always going to push. push down down. Does, but still. Yeah. Right. So the woman that he was talking about was Meghan Merkle, number one, and obviously uh, um, Jada Smith. Uh, Jada Smith. <laughs> don't act like you don't know her name, bro. <laughs> I almost said Jalen. I, I literally almost said Jalen. And I was like, no, that's her son. Uh, <laughs> that's her son who she slept with her friend, her son's friend with, by the way. August Alcina. I guess I'll say, no, you got the name. Yeah. Um, no, so let's talk about this. I think in general, when we look at uh, comedy shows, so uh, one of my favorite car- uh, com- comics, uh, George Carlin, who passed away in 2008, um, I saw one of his like uh, like interviews with, um, with uh, Larry King, and he's talking about, well, how can you make some of these jokes? And he says, well... I have to disconnect myself from humanity, right, a little bit, so I could talk about humanity, right? I think that's what a lot of people don't understand about some of these comics, right? They're they're not emotionally invested like you are with some of these topics, right? Um, and because they're not emotionally invested, 
that's how that would allow them to kind of make some of the comments that they make. Same thing with Dave Chappelle, right? So they're not emotionally invested. So that's a really, really, really important topic uh, point to to point out. Um, he talks a little bit about um, about uh, colorism, right? About Meghan Markle, right? Mm-hmm. And I didn't necessarily agree with the point that he made, but in his comedy show, he talked about how. And then Meghan Markle did her uh, her comedy or her, her not her comedy show, but her interview with like Oprah Winfrey. They were talking about how uh, did you see the did you see the special by the way, Chris? I mean, Chris Nicholas. Um, you saw the special, right? Of course, that's why we're talking yeah. about it, man. I was talking about this last week. My bad. It's been a week. <laughs> um, so yeah, so during the con- during the show or during like uh, her Oprah Winfrey. Apparently, the royal family was really concerned about the darkness of the child, right? Archie, right? And uh, Chris Rock in the special says, that's not racism, right? You know, um, families now talk about the darkness of their kid, right? Um, and I thought it was he a was funny point. He was talking about how black people talk about the race, yeah. the, the color of their kid, right? Yeah, black people. To this day, and that that has been a case now. It's not until recently where we started appreciating people of darker skin tones, right? Um, until we have the knowledge of like what colorism is. So though I disagree with Chris Rock with what he was saying there, right? That is still kind of racist, and it shows how Eurocentric features still affect people in the black community as well, right? It's still racism or colorism in this case, regardless of who's doing it. Right, because it's still us catering to Eurocentric features. That being said, you know, I thought it was funny, um, but yeah, there's another piece to it that I like to get into. But want to uh, get your thoughts first. So, I didn't think this special was particularly funny. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, I watch. I like Chris Rock for his. The way he's able to talk about different different subjects or whatever is, is something I appreciate. He, I know that he's going to push the envelope, and I know that he is is, is really going to get in there and, and talk about some things that maybe um, are taboo or people don't really want to address, right? Mm-hmm. But this special right here, I, I mean, when I watch a Chris Rock special, I'm 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 ready to laugh, right? But this joint, I didn't I didn't really laugh. It just seemed more like a. Uh, just like a session for him to get some things off his chest, yeah. which is fair, right? Because he basically spent a year putting this material together. But I personally felt like uh, Tambourine, that was the one that um, the Netflix special that he did before this, I mm-hmm. feel like it was, for me, it was much better to me. Mm-hmm. I was I found myself like really like laughing out loud. And then it was like, because, you know, because the special is what it was, you were, you were, everybody was pretty much waiting for the bomb to drop about Will Smith. Like everybody kind of yeah. was probably just waiting for him to get through the rest of his material to get to what they wanted to hear him really talk about, right? And once mm. he got there, um, you know, I, I chuckled a few times or whatever, but again, for me, it was just like that man needed to get something off his chest, and that's exactly what he did, right? Yeah, and for me, you know, just going back to the incident. You know, as a comic, when you're a celebrity, like you, you, you have to expect to to get made fun of. You know, mm-hmm. people, that's what that's what's gonna happen, right? And as a comic, 
I'm one of those people who's who's on the side of they're going to tell their jokes. They're supposed to push the envelope. They're not supposed to be politically correct. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to, you know, hit on the subjects that kind of make you cringe, but do it in a way that you can laugh at it, right? Mm-hmm. And so when he was at the Oscars, like he's, I mean, he's telling his jokes. The G.I. Jane joke wasn't his best joke. But no. to me, it was like, you know, and then, you know, again, Will Smith was sitting there laughing at it. Right until that's why he turns to his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean. Then all of a sudden, you know, she rolls her eyes and puts some whatever voodoo that she put on him, and then he's up there walking to the stage. So, you know, to me, like he's, I'm not really sure what to make of that guy anymore. You know what I mean? But, yeah. but the one thing, the one thing that really I think stuck out for me from the special was when he said that um, Jada Smith hurt him more than yeah. you know he could ever you know than Will Smith could ever hurt you know Chris Rock right yeah because we, let's think about it like she cheated on that man with her with his son's friend then went on air and had a freaking interview about it with him yeah <laughs> you know what I'm saying like where they do that at <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah who gets interviewed by the person who wronged you right um which and so he had to sit there and be on camera and and, and then you see him hold back tears memed out at this hold point. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, he was man, he made a fool out of that man. So yeah. at some point everybody has their breaking point. It's unfortunate that he had his breaking point at the Oscars because to to me, that was just it was just it just felt like the the final nail in the coffin for, for yeah. everything that Will Smith had been put through, right? It's That's what I said that, last year. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate that Chris yeah. Rock had to be the target of his frustrations. Yeah. But I think Will Smith's real anger, his his true feelings should really, he needs to direct that at his wife. You know what yeah. I mean? They need to have like a real, I'm sure they've had some real talks or gone to therapy uh-huh. or whatever they do. You know what I mean? But but to me, like everything that Chris Rock said, like about the family and everything else, like it was like, Making some good points, man. I mean, it's not funny yeah. at all. I wasn't laughing. Yeah, no, he did make some good points. I do want to point out though that even though Jada had the red table talk with him, Will Smith did choose to have that interview <laughs> with her. So it was like, under the guise of you know supporting his wife and yada well, yada yada yada. He yada, made the yada, choice. Yada, he made the choice yeah. to have that interview, just like he made the choice to go up on stage and slap Chris Rock, right? Um, yeah. And um, so he has to take a, a responsibility, and he has. Um, he did. But I definitely don't mind Chris Rock like sharing his piece about it, and I think Chris Rock made an excellent point about selective outrage, right? Um, A little bit with kind of what we're seeing um, now with Chloe Bailey, right? Um, With some of the decisions that she's made, which like we, you and I both agree. It's like that. That's not that, that big of a deal. Right. I don't really don't Um, care. Everybody, every actress or actor is going to have a freaking sex scene. I mean, that's part of the, yeah, that's, that's, that's partly. Yeah. Yeah. My bad. I mean, but there was like some stories about I think it was Henry Cavill, right? He he uh doesn't really like doing nude scenes. He he feels nervous. He feels like 
you know, some type of way about doing it. I mean, everybody has their feelings about it. It's, it's a thing. I'm not, I mean, if I was an actor, I don't know how it, you know, I mean, you know, you're doing, supposed to make it look real, right? Yeah. Uh, like you're into it, but it's, it's, but somehow you have to have enough, you have to have enough restraint to, I mean, you can't stop your body. Right. From, you yeah. can't stop your body from doing what your body is made to do, right? So it's like, how do you, you know, it becomes like this whole like mental. I mean, I applaud yeah. those people for being able to do yeah. that. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah, that's amazing. I had a friend who uh, who did ballet, and like a lot of his, uh, he'll be in a lot of positions with like his female partner, um, and it's very suggestive positions, right? And someone asked him, and he's like, "Yeah, how 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 do you not how does how do you not get an erection in <laughs> situations like that?" There's a lot of practice for those guys. Like, applaud yeah. to them. Um, yeah, I uh, mean, with with the, with the Chloe Bailey scene, I heard they had a uh, her and um, oh, I forget the guy's name, man. It's uh, the dude. It's the dude from um, damn Snowfall. Yeah, it's the guy from Snowfall. Yeah. That I've they had like a ball between them or something to, yeah. you know, help simulate whatever, whatever, you know what I mean? But it's like... They, uh, Desmond Idris, by the way, is the name. Yeah, thank you. Desmond, yeah. Mm-hmm. Great actor, you know what I mean? But like, it's, you know... Yeah. I don't know how you do it. Yeah, no, but back to the topic. <laughs> We're talking about what No, um, yeah, it's... Selective outrage. So, I actually thought the special was was pretty funny. It wasn't like it wasn't anywhere near, you know, anything Dave Chappelle has done, um, or anything. Uh, but first, honestly, I was never that big of a fan of Chris Rock. Like I've seen a couple of his movies that I thought was good. Um, uh, Top Five, great movie with Rosario Dawson in it. One of my crushes. Um, also, um, what was the name of that movie? Uh, a Death at a Funeral was also, I thought it was a pretty good movie. I don't think it was rated really, really well, but I thought it was pretty fun. You thought, like, yeah, yeah, I thought it was okay. Um, but top five, I thought it was a really good movie. Um, but yeah, no, but I think the selective outrage part is, um, is, 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 genius i think it makes perfect sense right Absolutely. Um, how some people are angry at certain parts at, at one person but not another person for doing the same thing we see this a lot in politics right um right we can get on trump for uh bragging about weakening the burn the dodd frank bill and as we should but at the same time right uh democrats were also involved in that too as well right and you have to they have to be held accountable um so yeah absolutely cool all right let's hit up our our final topic and that's uh the mandalorian uh i normally have my notes out for this but i don't fucking i don't know where my notes is and i don't feel like going to be getting up and get it uh so (laughs) like there you are somewhere i'm just gonna be winging a lot of shit that i wrote down like last week or some shit so but yeah what do you for those who don't know mandalorian is a tv show It is the best piece of Star Wars content, aside from Andor. That is, it is. Those are the is it the two best pieces of Star Wars content since the first movie in the sequel series. I say. 
did enjoy the first movie in the sequel series. Are you talking about uh, what is it? A New Hope? Or no, I'm talking about. Or is it the Turn of the Jedi? What was the? That's yeah. Uh, see, hope. Yeah. No, no, no. God, what what was it called? It was. <laughs> it was the last. It was the Rise of Skywalker, the Last Jedi, and I forget the one that was before that. Because uh, we hate the last two so much. <laughs> <laughs> the Force Awakens. There you go. That's what it's called. There you go. <laughs> and you know, I'll even take it one. Was uh, was Rogue One? Was Rogue, Rogue One was before The Force Awakens or after? I forget. That's a good question. I don't know. Huh. If it's, if it's, if it's when... after Force Awakens, then I would say it's the best piece of Star Wars content since that movie. Huh. Rogue One was 2016. The Force Awakens was 2015. So it was after. Okay. It was the year after. Um, cool. Yeah, Rogue One was great. They actually made the whole Andor series based off of that. I have not watched Andor yet. I will watch it eventually. Oh. Um, like, I got enough TV that I'm watching right now. Um, with Bad Batch, I know you don't watch that one. Um, I have been watching Bad Batch. I'm oh, really? I'm getting on nice. Bad Batch. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, Bad Batch. Uh, Bad Batch. Um, what is it? Uh, and obviously The Mandalorian uh, that I've been watching. So... Yeah, this series has been pretty solid. I think what they're trying to do with this series is that they're trying to justify the sequel series <laughs> afterwards. So you can see that a little bit with like, so one of the things that, that annoyed me about The Rise of Skywalker is like when they found out that Emperor Palpatine, spoiler alert, Palpatine get, didn't die for being thrown down like a infinite shaft of whatever. But anyway. <laughs> but so, Mace, somehow I'm supposed to believe Mace Windu is dead. Eh. Well, anyway, continue. Well, force killing style <laughs> thing too, but yeah, we can, we can get into a lot of that later. But anyway, um, I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to justify the uh, the the sequel series. It looks like, uh, for example, you saw a lot of the old in the latest episode. I think not the latest episode, but the one before that. You saw a lot of like the Republic uh, or this Death Star or whatever this little triangle thing not death star but um whatever the empire's uh fleet is you know um yeah. what, what is it called you're the star wars guy don't let me struggle here <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting here watching me struggle through like these star wars like i don't know what the fuck the name of the starship is it doesn't um, matter man it doesn't matter but yes there was a bunch of them keep going yeah so anyway you you saw that right uh you saw, you saw, uh, it seems, it seems like Moth Gideon escaped. That's at least what it looks like. Yes. Um, so Moth Gideon was one of the guys that was from like the Empire, or whatnot. Um, it looks like I really like the fact that they're you're exploring more of Mandalorian culture a little bit, right? Yes. Um, so that's actually a pretty good thing. Um, but I think the main thing is uh, that um, they're just really trying to justify the sequel series so they can build off of that some more. That being said, I wanted to point out one thing. We got ourselves another Black Jedi. <laughs> Hopefully they won't call it too woke. Um, uh, our woke Jedi uh, there. But we got ourselves a Black Jedi. And F FYI, they're called Star Destroyers. Thank but, you. Um, Thank you. 
Uh, did you look that up? Or did you know off the top of your head? This is, you think about by this the way, this will probably be our next YouTube short. <laughs> our next what? Our short? Our next uh, YouTube short. You. <laughs> this motherfucker. Uh, this fucking guy. Of Nicholas making fun of me or me struggling. So no, anyway, um, yeah, Star Destroyers or whatnot. But yeah, let's talk about this black, uh, this black Jedi. Um, did you hear about, so you know who Jar Jar Binks is? We all know who he is. Uh, character that everyone hated, uh, in like the prequel series, right? In, uh, episode one, right? Um, I think it was called the Phantom Menace. So yeah. So episode one, that's where everyone, everyone hated that series. And, uh, there is a fan theory that says that Jar Jar Binks was some Jedi master, great jedi master which i thought was hilarious the reason why i point that out is because the guy who plays the jedi master in the last episode of the mandalorian played jar jar binks yes in the episode one right i Um, feel like his casting was probably a a shout out to that fan theory yeah i think it was too it was also a, a my bad that you had to play Jar Jar Binks. I'm sorry, dude. We did that to you. <laughs> a lot of racial connotations in that shit, too. But, uh, yeah, a lot of racial connotations in, the, in that portrayal. But um, definitely happy to see him kind of do his thing. Um, he looked like a badass, too. Like, had double lightsabers, like, just kicking people's ass and shit. So... Definitely happy to see that as well. Um, I'm interested to see where the series is going. Honestly, it's like um, you have I have no like you think it's gonna go somewhere and then like you just don't. You have it just like oh shit like they're, they're going here. I don't know, and I think that's one of the great things about it. Like remember when it started, it was like oh, what's this gonna be? Is this like some soldier guy? And yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like yeah, this this shit is fucking hot, right? Yeah. Um, I'm enjoying the show immensely. I'm loving the callbacks to Mandalorian culture, learning about the Mandalorian War. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. Um, the one episode, I think, you know, the episode before last where they, you know, uh, Bo-Katan was, was, was talking about the, some of the mythology and some of the stories that they believe in. And lo and behold, uh, um, Jar- the Mythosaur? Yeah, the Mythosaur and whatever. Mythosaur? Something yeah. like that. Yeah, you know, lo and behold, like there it is, like right there, like it's you know yeah. everything is true. I mean, I'll like oh snap, you know what I mean? Because I, I, there's another channel I follow called Star Wars Theory. I mean, this dude is like the most serious Star Wars fan I've ever met, in, I've ever seen in life. I haven't met him yet. So all Star Wars fans are just ridiculously just insane, and they need to they, they they're up here. They need to dial down. <laughs> so. so so, so some are, some are bad, but this this particular guy, I mean, he's, well, I argue both. His yeah, channel, no, 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 no. I mean, I, I give credit. I mean, if yeah, if you're like a you know a Star Wars ass, I mean, you're a Star Wars ass, right? But like this guy is, um, he he likes talking about he he talks about like fan he talks fan theories, like he gives theories about what he thinks is going to happen, and yeah, um, he also likes to get into like the mythology of stuff. So, you know, as soon as the Mandalorian, you know. Bo-Katan was there, like, he came out with a video, like, talking about her and the Mythosars and Mandalorian War and all this stuff. 
And I mean, I'm really interested to see where it goes from, you know, in that angle. As much as I, I like learning about Grogu and who saved him and all of that stuff, I mean, I mean, I've, I've been a big Jedi person like this whole time, right? But as my, I'm starting to be like, yeah, I'm going to learn more about Din Djarin. Like, what's going yeah. to this guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. I think Jedi are just too powerful, honestly. It's really hard. Like, that's why you don't see a lot of super good, good Superman movies, right? There only been a handful of them because he's so powerful. And there's only a couple of ways you can stop him. Um, I feel like the same way. Jedi are like, like Superman, Jedi. though, bro. They can, they can die. They, of course they can die. Well, so can Superman. But he's died a couple of times, Superman, actually. But and so has, like, still has Jedi. <laughs> Jedi's yeah. died a couple of times, have, For Superman to die, you have to come up with a plot device. I mean, Jedi is like, yo, if I if I go to duel with you, I mean, I could die. Like, it's not no, yeah, like, yeah. oh, because you have That's the fair. substance, you can beat me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can apparently stab a Jedi, and then you can force kill him. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a thing now. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> so, can Jedi force heal themselves? Uh, that's, that's another thing. Too. Uh, I'm speaking more questions now. So, yeah, anyway. Anyway. Um, yeah, they really need to, like... I, I hope they kind of find out. I wonder what Bogotan's like, real, like, motive is. Because she talks about how she saw the Mythosaur, Right? Uh, she didn't tell what's his face that he saw right. them with the sword. Uh, Dinjarin, right? That he saw them with the sword. He she tried telling the 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 armor, and she kind of talked past her, right? Where she's like, "Oh, this is a good vision." It's like, "Oh, it's real." And she goes, "This is the way," right? We saw how Bo-Katan handled like the dark saber. She handled it with ease, right? Much ease, right? And they say seeing a mythosaur is like a good omen. So I'm wondering if she's setting, if they're setting her up to be the leader and take back her home world. I knew she was going to go back into that conclave because she never took her helmet off. Like ever. And she almost always takes her helmet off almost immediately. Right? Like seconds she enters her ship, helmet off. Right? So the fact that she kept her helmet on all the way to like that, it's like I knew something was going on. So maybe she's playing the long game. Uh, maybe, bro. Yeah. I also have another question too. So the guy who uh, lost his son, right, to like that whatever dragon thing, right? Um, he says like when they're about to like find his son or whatever, they're like, "Don't go attacking again." He goes, "That's my son." And I was like, "Okay, I have questions." Um, so <laughs> is that is that your biological son? And if so, <laughs> it's possible because Mandalorians are not supposed to take off their helmets. Right, um, I guess it's possible to conceive a child without removing your helmet. It just, I mean, I yeah. Why? I mean, maybe look, maybe that's his son. Like Ray is a Skywalker. Okay, right? maybe like, <laughs> yeah. It's more than likely that he's adopted. I think, right? Um, so I think they're that he's adopted or whatever. So yeah, um. I'm curious to see what's going to happen in, in, in that part of the show, right? Uh, they've done a pretty good job. It makes me wonder if Grogu's going to still stay with, like, the Mandalorian cause or whatnot. Um, so. Like, because when the armor was, like, uh, was um, kind of uh, banging the, like, forcing, uh, creating the armor, right? It, it took him flashback. You could see the fear in his eyes. Right, like, oh shit, like whatever, right? So 
Um, I wonder if that's going to be the case uh, with him uh, moving forward. Um, I would say this. The series has been pretty good so far. Uh, this last episode was actually pretty solid. The previous episode, I was a little A on because it took us like right out of the fight with um, Din Djarin and Bo-Katan. And we started going to like croissant. Uh, can I say croissant? Coruscant. Coruscant. Croissant. <laughs> <laughs> Put that another one in the short. <laughs> yep. Coruscant, right? I think Coruscant's better. <laughs> maybe maybe uh, you're just hungry. Yeah, maybe I'm just hungry. Um, so no, going to Coruscant to uh, like kind of see what's going, following like like the doctor there who got like the bottom eye. So it's just all, it's all that I didn't like that the, the fact that they kind of took us out of the action. For that, but this is a little bit better, I think. This, this is the this way. Episode. This is the way. Um, <laughs> this is the way. That's cool. So, yeah, you think we'll see uh, Luke Skywalker in this one? I don't think we're going to see. I still think they're setting it up for a Luke Skywalker show. Okay, I'm holding out hope. Yeah. Um, Admiral Thrawn. But I think that you're not going to see him again until the Ahsoka Tano. Uh, a Silver Tano show. No, okay. Admiral Thrawn? Yeah, I'm excited to see him. Yeah. Definitely excited to see him. So, yeah. the fact that they're 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 bringing him on makes me think that maybe I might be wrong about when they'll show Luke Skywalker again. So, oh. oh they're, 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 they're not showing Luke Skywalker. They're just going to sprinkle him around and get you all excited for like no reason. Hey, I hope so. I, I do hope. Nobody, I'm nobody thought that we were going to get Luke Skywalker in the show. I know I didn't. Yeah, you right? did. No, I did. Yes, you did. You were like, we gotta have it. We gotta have it. Oh, Let me have hoping. It. But when it when it started hinting at, oh, who's the Jedi that's going to train him? I mean, yeah, that's you know what I mean. But I'm saying, yeah. when you started watching the Mandalorian, did you think he was going to see Luke Skywalker? No. No, no. it looks like. I don't. Who, what's the guy? Was his name Ezra? Uh, Ezra Bridger. He needs to make a. He needs to. He needs to uh, make an appearance. Yes. Yes. It wouldn't surprise me if they train. If he gets trained in like the learning how to use the the dark saber too. Um, yeah. But yeah, Bogotan was handling it. But yeah, cool. Uh, I think she was meant to. Yeah. Cool. All right. So that's our show. Got some followers today. Got some people on Twitch. We don't we don't really use our Twitch stream a lot, so it's it's nice to see Girl, we got people from around the world. Yeah, thank you for watching. No thank you for thank you, you watch. for watching. Yeah, no yeah. matter how you watch, thank you for watching. Thank you for commenting. Thank you for kind of being a part of what we're trying to build here. Um, it's empire. great, huh? This empire. empire. We're trying to build an empire here. Yeah, love it. <laughs> love it. No, it's been good to see. I mean, we're a small thing, but like we get excited when we see like like these uh, uh, new people come and join in and give their thoughts and and whatnot. Talking about banking to my shirt to um, all sorts of other stuff. So that's 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 great. That's great to see. Yeah. Uh, total random thought too. My PlayStation Five. I just installed like uh, a new. Uh, uh, expanded port. I mean, not a port. Uh, internal uh, storage. Internal storage. So excited about that. Um, they're on sale right now. I got to give me one. Yeah, they're on sale. I bought. Uh, I bought the uh, the W two one. 
or the WD WD850? Yeah, I think 950 actually. Um, so yeah, it was on sale, and I was like, "Fuck, this is a pretty." I was gonna buy like the Samsung one, and I saw this one for like a hundred dollars off. There's two terabytes for like, um, let me actually see, two, two terabytes, terabytes like two hundred bucks for like one fifty, something like that. Yeah, actually, I bought this for much cheaper because it's like at one seventy nine now. Um, and I'm pretty sure I paid less than 179 for two terabytes. It's actually not bad at all. Still yeah, 179. That's pretty good. Yeah. No, I bought it from that price. Yeah. Yeah, I bought it from around 179 plus tax like 190. So yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was. It's a good deal. So hopefully I don't have to worry about like you know, um, like uh, trying to uh, delete games from my hard drive anymore. Um, Horizon's coming out with a new uh, DLC, which I'm super excited about. Can't wait to, to play that one. Might actually switch during that one. Um, we shall see. Um, yeah, I might do that. Uh, but yeah, cool. Well, oh, I also need to get the, the uh, PlayStation VR too. Uh, I wanted to get that one too. Um, might get might get the maybe not be a second half of the year thing. First half of my year is, is pretty busy, so. Okay, cool. Well, that's our show, guys. Thank you so much for watching. Really appreciate it.